I'm thinking something like. Sweet lady, Melanie, yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? What? I sing to you every time we meet, Sorry. and every time you're surprised by it. <laughs> and that's cool I was cool trying for to me. think of what song you were singing so I could sing along with you. Sweet lady by Tyrese. I was going to say, mama, lie. Oh, yeah, see? That's... <laughs> I encourage, if something comes to your head, if it's not right, say it. Um, okay, I will. Because I'll we'll roll start. with you. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> Dude, we did our live show. We did. It was fun. We, we did a live it. show. I know. And people came. We Sold out. Full. It was fun. Dude, I'm just so I'm so proud of us because the three of us, mm-hmm. me, you, and Kaylee, were just one night like, what if we did a live show and then put it together? <laughs> we had like a month, but yeah. really it was like the final two weeks where we were like, okay, we really need a month this Literally our first post was like, surprise guest, because we don't know either. <laughs> 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 and but it was we, a perfect yes, guest Danae perfect. Hayes yes she uh just moved to Nashville not too long ago and is just a fucking cool ass person man mm-hmm. it, yeah I couldn't ask for it. like my group asked how it went in a group text and I just said it couldn't have gone better truly yeah it truly. was very di- she talked more than other guests and which is a good thing like I was just like so into what she was saying like I wasn't you know, sometimes you, you want to make sure you're keeping the conversation going. And mm-hmm. I just didn't, that just didn't even come up. I was just so into, it just all felt so, it always feels natural, but it was just really fun to hear her story and yeah, everything she shared. She was a good mix of being funny mm-hmm. um, and then getting really personal and sharing, being vulnerable, which yeah. I always appreciate. What was your favorite part of the night? <clears throat> I, I really liked when she shared when I asked that question around like what was some a, a big part of her moving through some of the th- things she was talking about and when she started talking about her wife. Mm, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sweet. I really like her wife too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy, she's funny and personable and that like the minute I met her, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, cause sometimes funny people's partners will just be not, Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just not. <laughs> And that's fine because funny people take up, you know, entertainers, they take up a lot of space, but Mandy just, they just, Mm -hmm. she just uh, takes up her own space and it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I had so much fun, dude. I had such a peace over me. What was your favorite part? Um, I think afterwards meeting the people that I did and then being like, can I go to therapy here? And Mm -hmm. oh, so like into 2024, I was like, my word for the year is magic. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens, I'm going to try to find the magic in it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what I was hearing um, from the people where they were like, this is just magic. What you guys oh. got going. There's mm-hmm. magic here. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, and it was cool meeting people from Danae's. So I'm going on tour with Danae. Yeah. People that's from awesome. her agency came and was like, you're so funny. And we love this. And it was just getting like validation was really cool. I'm glad they're getting to see this side of you. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're good. I've told you this before. It's like a very natural thing, whether you're on stage or here. And, but there's definitely these distinct parts of you that show up here in these conversations versus on stage. So I'm glad they're, they got to experience that part of you too. Me too. And you did so great. I know you were like, <laughs> didn't have my headphones. <laughs> you did so great. And at the Thank end you. with the questions you turned to people and you were like, Oh, la, la, la. like know. you just, 
<laughs> natural. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about it. She was asking about it. And um, she was just like, she just brought up like where she was like, you know, for you, that's a natural space for you performing in front of people. It's like, mm-hmm. you know. But your normal space <laughs> is a one-on-one mm-hmm. private. Yes. So I'm just so, she, when my therapist asked me what my favorite part was, I almost said how proud I was of you. But I was like, oh. let me think about something <laughs> for you that has to do with me. <laughs> yeah. But Good, that really was one of my favorite parts. Thank you. You just killed it, man. You killed it. Which Thank is going to be helpful when we're on the road with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm receiving that. I'll say one of another favorite moment because I kind of named the my best favorite part of like the conversation we had, but it was when like I, and I took it's the picture I posted mm. on my Instagram whenever like JB started singing, and I kind of was just standing back and I could just see how you get into his music and oh you just God. love it, but to just see the whole room and to just see him and his mm. el- like I just kind of. I always just try to take in the moment of something when I'm doing like the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt really proud of like all the things we were, what we were doing and pulling together. And I know I kept saying, I cannot believe this many people want to come listen to us in it. Cause we just, we record here in this room, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it was neat to interact and see people. And I met some therapists there that I we'd known each other on Instagram, but didn't really know in real life. And so it was wow neat to just to con- the connection yeah. in so many ways that happened. I loved it. Um, yeah. And we filmed it and now you get to listen to it and <laughs> yeah. watch it. It's on YouTube. If you want to actually see it, uh, I think it's worth it to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And, and just so you know, you're aware, J.B. Summers, one of our former yeah. guests, he opens up the show, so when this episode starts, you're going to be hearing some guitar. You get to listen to two of his songs. Oh, and they're, they're so, so good. good. I feel it in my Amber gut starts to cry every time he sings. He's so good. He's so good. So enjoy this episode. Yeah. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Like It would just make us feel all giddy inside. Yes, please. And look for us on the road. Yee. We're manifesting that. Yes. <laughs> enjoy. Okay. okay, hi. Thank you for coming to this. This is so cool. I mean... It's been a year, and we sold out the live recording. That's freaking dope. So thank you for being here. It's going to be a nice, intimate little thing. Um, and to start us off, I'm so excited. He's a former guest and one of my good friends and just so talented. You're going to feel it in your toes, in your head. <laughs> We're going to start this off with a wonderful musician. Please start clapping right now for J.B. Summer. <laughs> You guys are in the splash zone right here, so good luck, y'all too. Um, one, thank you guys so much for having me. It means the world to be a part of your one-year anniversary and to have been on the show previously. Um, if you haven't listened, I'm assuming all of you guys have listened to the podcast, every episode, thank God. Go back and listen to it again, it's great, um, especially my episode. Um, but um, I'm just really grateful to be here. And gonna start us off with some songs, and then we'll get into the podcast. But um, the first one I'm gonna sing is uh, my first single that I released when I moved to Nashville called Soon.
Nashville it was kind of in this uh, place of comfort. I used to live in Destin, Florida. Um, I used to work for a church. Um, it was an interesting experience moving here because I was really closeted um, living, in, living in Florida, working for the church, completely closeted. Didn't come out until I moved to Nashville. That song, as I was actually listening to it the other day, I feel like subconsciously part of me was writing it. The two has one me portion of it was really just writing that for the closeted version of myself, not really knowing what was around the corner, how I was gonna be authentically myself and come to a place of accepting all of me. So anyways, that's Sue. So thank you guys for listening to that one. And uh, the next song that I'm gonna sing is called Different People. It's probably one of my favorite songs. Anybody else broken up with anybody before? <laughs> or been broken up with? No one, just two people? Why you guys are perfect, okay. Just another one of those breakup songs, so. Okay. Oh my gosh, hey. Sorry, my bad. Anyways, hope you guys enjoy it.
body a little bit I'm yeah used to, I'm a one-on-one I'm a therapist I'm a one-on-one gal so this is it's nice to have y'all here the energy feels good right I yes. feel I, yeah I feel like everybody's open we didn't bring our um headphones and Melanie was like we're not bringing headphones <laughs> <laughs> she's like those are my sunglasses so I'm just yeah, excited I'm this is fun. freaking cool yes it is that's what I was saying earlier I was like can you believe these people have paid to come hear us talk? That's so bizarre to me. Hell yeah. But As fun. a comedian, I feel that a lot, you know? <laughs> As a therapist, I feel like that a I'm lot. I'm like, bro, I just said like 30 minutes of vagina jokes and you coming back? Like, that's, that's awesome. Um, As a therapist, I'm like, I made you cry and you want to come back? <laughs> yeah. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here yes. with you. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. I love you too. And I'm going to say that more throughout the night. Good. Um, and I'm also so freaking stoked for our guest. Yes. I just, I, I want to, I'm just, I'm just going to bring her up here because I want to say things Go for it. to her wonderful face. Can you guys welcome Danae Hayes, please? The wonderful comedian! Come on. Mm-hmm. My lady. Oh, thank thank you for thank taking you. shoes off. I normally don't have shoes on. I go I Indian style. Shoes <laughs> so fun. Wow. If, yeah. how do you feel? <sighs> feel great. <laughs> JB, that, that turned me on a little bit, man. <laughs> oh 
And I'm as gay as a football bat, and that turned me on a little bit. Yeah. Gay as a what? Gay as a football bat. What is a football bat? Girl, I'm about to take you to Alabama real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, okay, so what is a football bat? I, I, I reckon that just means like it's just so odd and uh, quirky, you know? Okay. So, and you know. That makes sense. My dad thought being gay was odd and quirky. Now it's making sense. <laughs> Your dad said gay is a football bat? Yeah, that was something he always used, yeah. I love that. I need that. to call him after this. <laughs> so that's something that's cool is y'all are both from Alabama. Yes. Are yeah. you close, like from the same spot? Kind of, she's near Coleman, which is about 45 minutes yeah. north of Birmingham. And I'm, say, yeah, with one, yeah. With an hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm right outside of Birmingham. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. um, I want to thank you for being here. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no need. I'm so excited. I just think you're so wonderful. The first time we met, um, I just knew that you were open to, like, being, putting it all out there because we met at a coffee shop, and I feel like within the first, like, 25 minutes, you're like, so what's up? And I'm like, my mom's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, um, I just felt like I could say that in front mm -hmm. of you, and you were just so warm and, like, oh, not crying already. Oh, we haven't even gotten go for it. it. Well, I just think when you connect with somebody just so natural, I mean, as soon as I walked in there, my back was facing the door, and you walked right in, and um, you literally just, like, touched me right on my shoulder, and you're like, Danae? And I, I don't know, I, I just felt really comfortable with you from the jump. Um, and uh, I think when you can connect with somebody like that instantaneously, it's just like a, a portal. You know, you just yeah. kind of open up, you yeah. know? And, yeah, that's how I felt with you. And, and now we're going on tour together. It's going to be fun. Did I tell you that? No. We're oh. going on tour together. <laughs> well, I heard something earlier. Y'all were talking, and I was like, y'all were talking about a guitar player or something. And I was like, what are they talking oh. about? Oh, is everybody okay? Okay. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> Um, I thought medically something had happened. I was like, no one here is equipped. Someone passed out. <laughs> Today, do, do a doctor character quick. Oh. Uh, I don't even know CPR. Oh, no. Yeah. We should have. Why would you ask me? I don't know anything. We're close um, to Vanderbilt. Yeah. But no, we, you're, she's going to be opening for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, on all eight dates so far. And they're all sold out? or um, Six of the eight. We added two new shows. But... Um, yeah, I literally saw Amber's videos. Uh, they sent somebody sent them over to me. Um, it was JB's boo sent it to my agent. My agent sent it to me, and I was like, "We're done." Yeah, like, this girl. Aww. Like I just vibed with you. I showed my wife. This is my wife, Mandy. I showed my wife uh, like three videos, to, like get the stamp of approval, and she was like, "That's the one." Oh, so. thanks, Mandy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have listened to, I know you were on, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a radio show where you mm. talked a little bit about your story. Yeah. But can you talk about how, what, what you were doing before you became a comedian? Were you a realtor? <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all imagine me showing up? No. <laughs> now this, now this one is me. <laughs> so this is the, it's the big house. That's it. Um, if you want me to show you a smaller house, I'll show you a smaller one. Uh, but real quick, sidebar: being a realtor. This is when I said I'm 
can we curse on this podcast? A thousand percent. Great. Fuck yes. I was like, thank you. I was like, I'm fucking done. All right. So, was you a realtor? Yeah. So no, you like, were actually a realtor. I was actually a realtor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did make it seem like absolutely not. No, I was. Uh, it just feels like. <laughs> Just, man, anybody can be a realtor, you know? I mean, that's that's when you know, like, hmm, you really got to vet these people. But anyway, so I get my little, uh, my little Hyundai Veloster. Yes. It's got three doors on it. For y'all that don't know, it's a three-door car. And uh, where's the third door? One in the back. Uh, yeah, oh. it's on the back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool car. Um <laughs> Just zipping out in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. Like, I already live 30 minutes from a Dollar General. Um, and and this house was like an hour and a half from the Dollar General. Um, so here I go just zipping around, and I'm meeting this girl that I graduated from uh, high school with. And she's with her husband, whom I've never met before, and their two kids. And um, we get out here to this, like, log cabin out in the middle of the woods. The electricity's turned off. The water's turned off. And... I'm scared to be in this house with these people. <laughs> like, like, like my, I think my cell phone service was out. And like, I'm way out in the middle of nowhere. Well, we're standing on the back porch of this house and I've got, you know, my brochures because I'm trying to look very smart. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm holding it. <laughs> I'm holding my brochures. I don't know what any of the stuff on the paper actually means, but I'm holding it. And he's like, how old is this roof? And I was like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> let, let me tell you so as I'm trying to find out where the roof age is listed on all this paper I hear a stream of water and I'm like well that's weird I've already tested the sink and I know the water's all I'm like what the hell is that so I go and I look over and he is just pissing off the side of the porch <laughs> in front of the kids the wife you and I'm like me that's buying the home. Like you, they warned. didn't fucking buy the house. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was like, "Sir, you peed on this property. <laughs> you just marked your territory like a goddamn dog. You're buying this eighty thousand dollar house right now." <laughs> he, he asked didn't. you a question and then went to pee. Yeah. Wow. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So that was when I was like, you know. I'm that's, pretty redneck, but this is no, next level. Yeah. for Alabama. Yeah. You just pee in the front yard. Yep. Like, I mean, but after kids, asking the stranger kids. something? <laughs> yeah, right next to me, man. He was having a fun time. Yeah. So, and then he's like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, actually. <laughs> no, I think what happened, I was like, oh, it was put on in 95. He was like, too fucking old. <laughs> nope, we're done here. So um, anyways, yes, I was a realtor to answer your question. Yeah. Um, my mom was a realtor, still is a realtor. Um, my dad's in real estate. Wow. So real estate was just kind of like, it just seemed like the easy ticket. Um, I went to college and played softball. Sports was really just like the, the, the thing that I just like sunk my teeth into. It was like my identity for so long. And, um, when I graduated while I was in college, my senior year, I signed up for the real estate classes and started taking those simultaneously with, um, my sports broadcasting major. Wow. Um, I originally thought I wanted to be on ESPN. Um, I did, uh, this is so sidebar, but I did the SEC network where you call softball games. Um, so I was like a play-by-play analyst um, for college softball for two years. And I just, I didn't like it um, like at all. I, and that's what I 
thought I wanted to do for the longest time going into college. So anyways, I got my real estate license and, um, why didn't you like the calling? Um, I think I wanted to be too loosey goosey on air. Uh, like I wanted to be the entertainer. Yes. I didn't want to be like Sydney little John with a, <laughs> with a home run. You know, oh, that's a good voice though. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I guess it depends on what network you're on, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you want some water? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but Jamie, I don't need it, like, right now. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm not. I understand that was rude. If you're I'm, listening to this, like, I, I didn't give, like, hand signals that I need water. Or <laughs> <laughs> it was very demanding. It yeah. was like. <laughs> yeah. I was like. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I did real estate for two years. Decided. I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Um, and then. Uh, Mandy and I, my beautiful wife now, makes it seem like I've had several wives, but <laughs> um, my, my beautiful wife and only wife that I've ever had. <laughs> well, now it really seems like that. <laughs> it does, yes. Please don't look Thank into my you. history. No. Um, <laughs> we found each other over on Instagram, started dating, and we can get into that, but I uh, started dating and then um, tried to come out of the closet. I'm sure we'll get into that as well. <laughs> And then we hightailed it to Southern California mm. um, after a year of living in Alabama together. So that's so went from Southern California. We lived there for two years. Then we moved to Austin, Texas for almost two years, about 18 months. Mm-hmm. And then from Austin, Texas to Nashville. We've been here for two years. So we're going to probably move soon. Moving next month. <laughs> so you, um, you said you like tried to come out around when you met Mandy, but you had like come out before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was eight years old and, um, I had seen the movie Grease and mm-hmm. probably wondering where this is coming into play with my, <laughs> no, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sandy. Sandy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, sweet Sandy. You're like, Tell me about Which it. Which one Steph. do you think? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that cigarette did a number on me. <laughs> what I wouldn't be to give me that fucking cigarette right now. <laughs> Actually, that sounds terrible because I was eight, so I take that back. Um, but no, I, I, I saw that episode. Not episode. I saw that movie. And, um, you had an episode. I did. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, um, I want to be John Travolta. <laughs> so I started slicking my hair back. Oh, you were serious. <laughs> oh, you thought this was a joke. <laughs> started slicking my hair back. Cutting the sleeves off of my cotton t-shirts. And, uh, my parents had just gotten me a dirt bike that year. Oh, yes. So I was ripping it. Yeah. yeah I did. <laughs> and I'd leave that. I was ripping it. I was ripping it. <laughs> and I would leave that dirt bike on and I'd go ring the doorbell to my next door neighbor, Cassie, who I had a crush on. And I'd leave that thing idling so she could hear it. <laughs> yeah. She'd, <laughs> she'd open that door up. She looked like Topanga from Boy Meets World. <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah. you want to go for a ride? She, I don't think I can fit on that. And I was like, you can. <laughs> and the closer you get to that gas tank, the better it's going to feel. <laughs> no, I did Got on that dirt bike together, and I would just ride Casty all over. And oh, man. Um, 
Anyway, so I, I, I told my... <laughs> I told my parents, uh, I crawled in bed with my mom one day. She was taking a nap. Real estate was really exhausting that day. And I I crawled in bed with her, and I started crying. And um, my mom was like, what's wrong, honey? And I was like, well, I'm just starting to notice that the boys in school are only talking about how they like the girls, and the girls in school are only talking about how they like the boys. And I don't know. I just... I feel really weird. And she's like, why do you, why do you feel weird? And I was like, well, I really like Cassidy. Like Mm -hmm. I really like her. And uh, my mom was like, well, honey, that's so normal. Like that's so normal. You just like her as a friend. Mm. And so that was like the first seed where I was like, okay, she like, that's not okay. Yeah. She didn't understand that. Well, she understood it, but she didn't want to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then probably six months later, I crawled, you know, well, she probably wasn't taking a nap again, but um, <laughs> she was a bad agent. No, <laughs> she only sold houses after 11 p.m. <laughs> um, I went to her again and my dad. I have a very, like a very open line of communication with my dad. I mm. always have. I still do. And um, I told them again, hey, like I'm having these feelings and I think at that point they realize like this is something like she's struggling with really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of brushed it off to the side and ignored it some more. Um, and around this time, I started to develop really bad obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I now know that a lot of that is because I was so out of control up here because mm-hmm. I was having these thoughts. And by this time, mm-hmm. I was probably ten. It had been going on for several years. Um, And so this obsessive compulsive diagnosis um, happened that year because I was like, I literally could not function. Like I was Mm -hmm. telling my parents 20 to 30 times every night, I love you. And Mm -hmm. then I'd go to bed and then I'd get out of bed and I'd go to the bottom of the stairs and I'd like wake them up. I'd love you. Wow. I thought they were going to die in their sleep. And Mm -hmm. I was just like obsessed over it or I would count how many steps Mm -hmm. up to my bedroom. needed something to focus on. Something to focus on. Something where I couldn't. Sit with the emotional hard stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, So anyway, so my parents, they took me to um, a psychologist. And I remember when I went to the psychologist, they just told me, like, this man's going to help you. He's a doctor. He's going to help you. It was really about OCD. Mm. It wasn't about my sexuality. So I get there, and I always remember this man because it was, like, the first time I had felt okay. But I was sitting there on the couch with him. And my parents had left the room and he was like, well, what do you want to talk about today? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I feel miserable. Like, I'm just miserable. I, I have to touch the doorknob 20 times before I open it. Why do you think you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I worry a lot. What do you worry about? I worry about why do I like girls, not boys? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, why do you worry about that? And I was like, because it's wrong. And he said, mm-hmm. I remember he's just sitting there and he he had like this super fuzzy hair. And I, I, even as a kid, I was a little judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, we need to get help some moves. (laughs) But I said, um, I looked at him and I go, cause I, it's wrong. And he goes, there's nothing wrong with who you love or who you like. And I was like, it was almost like. Like, I felt so re-energized, and I remember we went and uh, we got in the car and we were headed to Arby's. (laughs) That's what you do when you're 
in town for an hour. <laughs> she go to Arby's. Um, and we were headed to Arby's, and my dad was driving. My mom was in the passenger seat. I was in the back seat, and I was just so chipper. And my mom was mm. like, she turned around and, like, propped her arm up on the seat. And she was like, how'd it go? And I just blurted out. He said it doesn't matter who you like, mm. boys or girls. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom punched my dad in the shoulder like a like a – you know, and she goes, I thought you booked a Christian therapist. So that was the first time now looking back, I realized like there was so much religious trauma Mm -hmm. because I, that man obviously didn't know Jesus. Otherwise he wouldn't have said that. Mm. My dad looked at my mom and he said he was a Christian therapist. So then I'm like, I'm just so confused by this story. Um, And how old are you? I believe at that time I was either at the end of being like right at the end of almost being 11 or I had just turned 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like the next week they go and book me this other therapist and this guy they had done their due diligence on. He like specialized in helping people rid themselves of homosexuality. I oh, literally no, get, fuck. yeah, I <laughs> literally get like Conversion a therapy. Yes. I literally get like a physical reaction when I talk about it. Like my body starts mm-hmm. to just kind of, like shake because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so tough. And, you know, I go to this therapist and I'm sitting there and he's asking me the same questions. What do you worry about? And I tell him, let's just cut to the chase. You know, mm-hmm. I worry that I like girls. Mm-hmm. And I remember he looks at me and he just says the one thing that I've probably said a thousand times in my head since then is he goes, Danae, it's not a sin to think about robbing the bank. It's just a sin to rob the bank. Oh, my God. And I played that in my head a thousand times because I was just like, okay, well, these thoughts are okay because they're not bad as long as I don't act on them. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was a form of conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me things uh, during those lessons, and then he put me on Zoloft at 11, which is, like, mind-boggling when you, when mm-hmm. you think about it. Because, I mean, that's such a controlled substance and it i really do think it well your brain's not done developing yet right (laughs) i mean yeah why does you're only like halfway there yeah at that point right um the reasoning was that was like my obsessive thoughts were now becoming so crippling that like it was affecting just me being a child yeah um I, i started to have this um this phrase that I would say, and it was, uh, disregard that. So I would say my truth, mm-hmm. but then I would say, disregard that. And that was my way of like getting it out. And then as long as I followed it with a disregard that. So I'd be like, dad, I think Jordan on the softball team is really pretty disregard that. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was like, it was like driving my parents up the wall and it was driving me up the wall. Cause I was like, I cannot go through a day where I'm not saying the the terms disregard that like 50 mm-hmm. to 60 times. Damn. But so that became a, like a tool for you to be able to say your truth. Right. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe it was it was just I think also from an empathetic standpoint, it's taken me a long time to get here. I'm, I'm 30 now. So it's taken me it's taken me a minute to get here. But I think. And I'm not making excuses for my parents, so please don't take it in this vein. But growing up where I grew up, I, I didn't know a single gay person in my school. Mm-hmm. 
the one person that was gay was my babysitter. So I'm like, man, y'all really fucked me up. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all gave me a gay babysitter, a dirt bike, and made me play softball and wondered why I was a fucking dyke? What? (laughs) Wait, did they know that your babysitter was gay? Yes! Get the fuck out of here. Think about robbing the bank, but don't rob it. I'm like, there's so many goddamn banks around here. Oh, God, you know? Uh, so anyway, she was gay. She actually, they that blows my mind yeah. that they hired a out gay babysitter. Who also played softball. I'm sure she had a dirt bike, too. <laughs> they probably gave her a questionnaire for her. She showed up to the job. Are you in the closet? Check. Great. We want her around our child. <laughs> you have a two-stroke. Perfect. Bring it on. So, anyways. But, yeah. So, she was my babysitter. And I wait. Was, sorry. She was out. She No, she was a full-blown lesbian. Like, had girlfriends and would talk to my parents about her girlfriends and how she had so much shame about being gay. <gasps> she just didn't know how to stop living that, quote-unquote, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I would be in the back seat. And I... Because we would... We would go on these like these vacations with us and two other families, and the dads were were so goofy. They were hilarious, and she was very masculine. And she would always talk to him on these car rides, and you know we'd be driving like a suburban with like half the crew here, the women and the other crew. And I always wanted to be with the guys, so she would start talking about how like she had so much shame about it, like she didn't want to be living that lifestyle. And I would be listening to some of these men tell her how it's sinful and how if she wants to she if she wants to get rid of it like get rid of that lifestyle she just needs to find the right guy mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm i don't think they realized that i was mm-hmm. so in tune with all of these conversations mm-hmm. um you'll get to meet her though she's coming to the birmingham show she just posted about it on facebook what? i saw that but your babysitter yeah mom Cute lesbian babysitter, yeah. She was cute too. I don't know if she's still cute. I'm sure she is, but Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. anyways, I'll introduce you, but we don't have to tell her we had this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> no one say anything. I actually just go up right up, just go up to her and be like, hey, my name's Amber. Do you have a turbine? Do you have a turbine? <laughs> <Do you have turbine? laughs> she's that was her joke, but you didn't okay. I want to make sure. Um, You're so sweet. Y'all comedians are funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> About that stuff. I mean, you're funny in general. But y'all, like, she's like, no, when you try, no. <laughs> no, y'all are very funny. This is We've been laughing the whole time, and I wanted to call you out on it. But I'm like, mm. she's just funny, though. Just the way you, she's so sweet. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I love her. I do, too. I wish you were my therapist when I was 10. Uh, me, too. Aww, I mean, that. Me, too. Yeah. I can tell you really deeply care mm, on a you. deep level. and. There just shouldn't be, that's one thing when I, because I'm, I'm still in therapy, um, and it's hard. You have to, like, vet these therapists to make mm-hmm. sure that, like, they're not going to push some rhetoric down your throat. So the first thing I say, because when I had one in California, um, and then I have one now, and the first thing I had to ask them was just straight up, like, mm-hmm. is my sexuality going to conflict with your, like, religious values or... Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 a tough. That's, I've had people ask me that, like before we get started, and it's like I I hope there's a day, one day soon, that yeah. that question doesn't have to be asked, right? Because it's your job as a therapist that even if it does conflict in some way, it shouldn't be a part of what you're doing in yeah. the therapy room. Totally, yeah. But thank you for that. Yeah. How so does like, it? Well, you have your therapist. How long have you been with your therapist? Uh, the one here in Nashville, or the. 
Probably. You have one. Therapy. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> do you? I mean, do you crack jokes in therapy? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Does she laugh at your jokes in therapy? Um, sometimes, <laughs> and then I'll go home and rewrite the joke and try it again the next week. <laughs> She doesn't know that I don't need therapy. I just need someone to laugh at my jokes. Yeah, I'm going through the whole upcoming comedy show with her at this point. Oh, no. Um, no, she's wonderful. She's young. Um, my last therapist was a little bit older. She helped me through the pandemic when I was, I guess the next step to say is... Um, I don't have a relationship with my mom going on six years. I haven't um, had a relationship with her. Um, my dad and I's relationship has gotten a lot better through a lot of honest and open conversations. And mm -hmm. just, um, I also think he just now is like, you know, this may be wrong for me to say, but he's like, I can't change her. I'm not going to be able to change her. I wish maybe things were different as in like, I wish her life could have been easier for her. Yeah. But to be honest, it's, um, I'm sure there's been conversations about me in rooms that I've left that have been like, I just wish she wasn't gay. Like we could really like mm. whatever. But as far as um, like in a business setting, you know, um, but I don't Wait, feel like it's business. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm saying like, you know, maybe somebody could have said we could really, you know, market, market her. Yeah. But if she wasn't gay or whatever, oh. but I'm saying nobody's ever made that. Uh, conversation or that comment to my face and um, I don't feel and I, I just don't feel like it's it's hurt me in any way you know one thing that my mom would always say is if you're gay your life's going to be really hard on you you're not going to get a good great job you're not going to be able to make as much money mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to feel as fulfilled life's going to be really heavy yeah. and mm -hmm. shameful for you so those were all limiting beliefs that I had to really break yeah. but one thing that I've really tried to be very aware of is I, for a long time, I lived in this identity of poor pitiful me. Mm -hmm. I lived in, um, early on. Why, why did God make me like this? Yeah. Why am I different? Why couldn't I just been attracted to a man? Um, why did I have to be like this? And so, and I, and my career wasn't blossoming. My relationships were failing constantly with, the women that I was dating, mm. I was just so riddled with, with, with shame and guilt. Um, and so I've had to do a lot of like self-help of making sure that I rid myself of this victimhood mentality and not placing blame on my mom, even though mm. some days I really want to, I wish, I just, I wish nothing more than I, one day my mom can find that empathy, can find that understanding. Mm -hmm. But I also, and this, again, this may sound really weird, but I also, I think hope can be really dangerous sometimes. I had hope for so long yeah. while I was disconnecting from my mom that she would love and accept me. Mm -hmm. And then finally one day I just decided, and I know, again, I know this sounds odd, but I just decided to give up hope on it. And once I gave up hope that she wasn't going to change and I just left the ball in her court and decided, you know, if she ever does change, hmm. I'm not going to harbor resentment. I'm, wow. I will have, I will have my guard up. I'm not just going to, you know, be like this open portal, but, um, how does it, it feel to say instead of giving up hope, 
you, I, I hear acceptance. Like you accepted that's just where she was. Like yeah. she can't accept something about you, but that doesn't say anything about you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I use, I had to use the word hope in that time. Cause I had yeah. so many family members that were saying, just meet her where she's at, like, or mm-hmm. she's going to change. I promise you one day yeah. she's going to change. And, um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to actually stop thinking through that lens. Mm -hmm. If she changes, she changes. If she Mm -hmm. doesn't, I'm still going to go on and prosper and become the person that I Mm want to become. And I'm not going to live in this state of victimhood anymore. God put me on this, this planet to, to do something magical (laughs) with my life. And, um, I'm going to show people that your sexuality is such a small part of who someone is Mm -hmm. and that it, it, it doesn't have to overtake <laughs> and become who you are. It can just live within you. Yeah. And I just want people when they see, you know, my relationship with my wife, I just, I, I want them to see us as a married couple yeah. and without always yeah. having to be like, that's a beautiful gay couple, yeah. you know, yeah. or <laughs> man, that's a great looking lesbian couple. Like, <laughs> you know, Which I just are. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> But I just, I just want people to be like, um, that's just a happy couple yes. and just leave it at that. Just you know? two beautiful humans. Yeah. yeah. And I do think, I do think now that like my life and I'm following my dreams and I'm following my passions and I'm, I'm living in who Danae really is mm. and it hasn't hindered me at all. Um, I do think that it's helping other people that are younger that have been told those same lies. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can be fucking successful. You can make great money. You can find a spouse that loves you. You Mm -hmm. can do all these things that the world or maybe your grandmother or your mom or your dad has told you you can't. Mm -hmm. They're lies. um, Or as my dad would say, a figment of your imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not silly. And I don't think that there's not hoops to jump through, but, um, now I don't like obsess about those hoops. I just mm-hmm. say, well, I'll let the chips fall where they may. I'm just going to be Danae. And at the end of the day, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Go you ahead. go. I'm, I'm, no, you go. <laughs> I'll keep mine. I'm just curious. What's been the, what was the, there may not be just one thing you can point to, but what collectively were things that helped you move in the direction of being able to accept who you are and live in that? that way and break through those beliefs that were kind of yeah. wired in early. I, I love this answer, but I also hate it for the people that don't have a spouse or don't have a very supportive partner. But my wife, my girlfriend at the time, um, mm. there was just days where I just thought that, um, I, I, thought the world would be a lot better without me in it. Yeah. And, um, she just, (laughs) she did such a beautiful job of loving me where I was. Yeah but showing me where I was meant to go. (laughs) And um, there was days where I could only see an inch in front of me. I was just trying to get to that next moment. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, she just did a beautiful, empathetic, unconditional, loving job Mm. of reminding me every single day where I was headed. Mm -hmm. If I could just learn to love myself a little bit more. And then I think hearing that constantly from my partner. Mm -hmm. um, It was was very reassuring. But I also going to therapy. Mm -hmm. I got myself into therapy uh, at the beginning of 2020, I believe January. And I went every week. I think I only missed two weeks that year. <laughs> and uh, honestly, that was uh, that was game changer because I would go and I would learn these things. And then I would take them home to Mandy. And then we would go over them like homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. And so it was, uh, it was nice having a partner. But I also know a lot of people listening probably don't have that same luxury and privilege. Um, but diving into... I hate using the word self-help because there's a lot of people in that Mm -hmm. category that do things very odd and maybe unethically, (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, pay $4,000 and we'll heal you. Um, But really diving into self-help as well and staying in a positive, on a positive path, a positive frequency, Mm -hmm. you know, because when I would have a day where, no, no, I was just saying when I have a day that where I was overthinking it, Diving into a chapter of a book mm-hmm. and um, and getting on a better frequency, getting yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you there? So like your parents, you were doing that thing. Uh, you were like having OCD and like the, how the in between. Like where were you when you met Mandy? And like what did that look like? I know you said your relationships like weren't going well. Yeah. Um, but how did that like look different when you guys met each other? What was um, that? So I, after therapy, that whole situation with Zoloft and all that, mm-hmm. I didn't talk about my sexuality to my parents hardly at all, all through elementary school, middle school, um, high school. It was just, I had made the, the decision in my mind. I was mm-hmm. not going to be gay. I was not going to have any type of relationship with a woman that's not who I am. I am a strong individual and I can suppress that and get through it. So I think maybe I brought up my sexuality once, once more after that. Um, it was just like a, a decision I made, Mm. you know? And then I started dating this guy in (laughs) high school (laughs) Your smile. <laughs> I can't tell you. You're like, sweet man. <laughs> poor, poor man. Sweet. He's a sweet man. <laughs> he was not supposed to be my man. <laughs> but he was a sweet boy. Um, so I dated him for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thought if I, mm-hmm. you know dated him enough it'd be like going to <laughs> fake it till you make it yeah time yeah yeah so um uh, i just knew in my gut i was like god 
this must be like what it feels like to date your brother. Like, <laughs> this just feels so unnatural. <laughs> for two years? For two years? Girl, if I could suppress being a homosexual for like 10 years before that, yeah. two years of going fishing and hunting with my best friend <laughs> who occasionally asked me to suck his dick and I'd be like, I got bad TBJ or J, what is this called? TBJ? TMJ? TMJ? <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, F, G. I got it bad. <laughs> when I say my ABCs and suck dick, it locks up. Okay. So, I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, he was like, no, I'm telling you, you really going to like it. I'm like, are you gay? <laughs> Jesse, I got this great doctor you should go to. <laughs> You're gonna Please. love him. He's such a great man. Literally leave you with a lot of trauma. Um, so I dated him. You see why her therapist laughs? It's hilarious. <laughs> no, and he's like, no. It would be hard not to laugh if you were my client. Right? I would have to be like, we had to cut it with the joke. We're not gonna get anywhere. So he, Jesse, calls me up one day. Was that yeah. boyfriend? Oh, Kaylee was saying yes. just to say everybody closer to the mic. Oh, sorry, Kaylee. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank sorry. you for that. Kaylee's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, JC calls me one day. It's a month before I'm headed to play college softball. <laughs> We're out for summer break. Jesse rings me up. It's about 11 o'clock at night. He says, um, we need to have a talk. I thought, yes, he's breaking up with me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, I knew this was coming. He goes, what? No, it's not bad. I was like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> so I was like, all right, where do you want to meet at? He's like, well, just meet me at the house. I was like, all right. So here I go. I'm heading over there. I'm like, what are we doing? Are we going, you know, hunting or something? <laughs> I was fired up about that. Um, <laughs> So we get in his truck and we drive out to this cow pasture and it, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, drive out to this cow pasture, Alabama, the crickets are chirping, the, the sun's out. I I'm mean, nervous. hell, I, it was tempting not to suck his dick at that point. I was like, I was like, man, the setting is right. Throw a little bit of strawberry wine on and I'm in the mood. Um, so... So we get out of his truck, and we go, and we're sitting on his tailgate. And we're just sitting there, and uh, I'm like, well, what, what do you doing? want to talk about? He oh, said, God. well, uh, this is no shit. Like, I, I hand to God. Hmm. He says, uh, I, I've been worried about you. What? I said, what? He goes, I've been worried about you today. I said. I have no idea what he's about to say next. I was mm -hmm. like, what? He goes, uh, well, you know, you're leaving to go play uh, softball. And uh, there's a lot of lesbians on the team. <gasps> and I was like, well, I don't oh, know God. where he got that information. Because there's only <laughs> one in a league of their own. <laughs> and, uh, so, so I was like... How does he know this? Are you nervous at this point yeah. when he brings it up? Yeah. I was like, literally, I was like, my hands are sweating. Mm -hmm. I was like, please do not. Oh, I feel, yeah, I was like, I please do not ask me if I'm a lesbian. 
And he says, I go, well, not necessarily. <laughs> um, I was like trying to backtrack and like mm. get us out of the situation. I was like, not necessarily Jesse. And he goes, no, he was like, you know, there's a lot of lesbians on softball teams. Holy and I was shit. like, yeah. And he goes, um, I'm just afraid you're going to go off to the university of Alabama and find a girl you like wow. better than me. And I didn't even know what to say at this point. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I was like, Oh my God. Wow. Like I, I literally, I was like, I, I'm so ashamed. Like even my boyfriend knows I'm gay. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. You know, I'm like, that's wild. He never brought it up in two years. Yeah. Yeah, two years of just pretty much just dry humping. That was all we did. We could wow. start a fire in those mesh shorts. But uh, so I just was like, man, like this is this is really upsetting me because he knows my secret now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I denied it. Yeah. And uh, anyways, we ended up breaking up that summer um, because he may have had a side playing with a, another girl. Which also was a lesbian. (laughs) I can swear to God. So I was like, maybe you're the one who needs to do some self-assessing. Okay. Um, What? Yeah. So then I go to college. August. In October, I had my first girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. It was my first ever girlfriend. And it was the most liberating yeah freeing mm. experience i was like so this is what it feels like yeah to like have your first kiss wow. you know <laughs> i was like it was mind-blowing and it was the biggest affirmation of like no you are never like you never should have doubted yourself like you mm-hmm. this is who you are you know <laughs> yeah it what was, made you like when you got to college because you had denied it with him too so like when you do you remember the day or the, when you were like i'm just gonna be myself i'm gonna you know come out yeah um it was after about two jack and cokes so (laughs) it was my first time drinking too (laughs) i I didn't really i didn't drink at all in in high school and uh this girl that i could tell i i just knew from the jump she was um she was super gay Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) i was like i know she's gay and and um at the time i was wearing a Kobe Bryant Lakers jersey. So I knew she knew I was gay. (laughs) (laughs) And so she kept flirting with me and like, just, you know, it was like the first time I had felt someone flirt with me. Cause I was, I felt very like obligated to date this boy. He's sweet man. I just want to keep saying that sweet man, (laughs) but I love like flirting was the first time it was actually fun, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, like this is what my peers have been experiencing since like seventh grade. Um, and it was liberating, obviously not the right person, but the, the affirmation of knowing that I was attracted to women, it was the weirdest feeling. Mm. God, I get still so shaky talking about all this (laughs) because it's wrapped in trauma. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm There's so much like nastiness happening behind the scenes and in my subconscious, but at the same time, also affirming who I was for the first time in my life. So I just, Mm -hmm. I get really, like, I have like, I've told Mandy this, but I get like, like body shakes internally that I don't think you can see maybe on the outside, but like my body, like literally when I talk about my sexuality in a very 
serious setting, which is why I make a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, is it happening right now? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can I ask a therapy question now? Mm-hmm. The, I, I lo- thank you first for sharing. This is a lot of vulnerable stuff you're sharing. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm just sorry that was your experience. Um, but it's gotten you to where you are now, which I think is awesome. But that little you that heard all those messages and wasn't validated, have you, have you gotten to her yet? I just did a has surface and shallow as it sounds. I just did a post about this on Instagram a couple of days ago where I was acknowledging that 10 year old girl because yeah. mm. um, she was so vibrant mm-hmm. and funniest little girl and so creative and just wanted to try everything and didn't was never worried about like the fear of failure. Yeah. She just wanted to create and make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, that, uh, that side of me to make people laugh was never completely shut down, but I think I used it because I wanted people to like me Yeah. now my comedy and um, the ability to entertain is because I get so much joy from it now. Mm-hmm. So the reasoning behind it um, is so different. And so I yeah. used to feel like I needed to go into a room and make people laugh so that they would like me yeah. in hopes that if one day they found out my secret, mm. it would overshadow, mm. overshadow that and mm-hmm. maybe give me some wiggle room in that aspect. But no, I think about that little 10 year old girl all the time. And I think about one day when I have my own little girl mm-hmm. and she comes to me with anything and, you know, she says, you know, mom, I don't feel worthy enough or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that she knows that there is not a single thought or action she could do in this world mm-hmm. that could keep my abundant unconditional love for her less you know and so I know eventually when Mandy and I decide to have kids it's going to be like the greatest healing journey on the planet I've already you know we've already done so much work within ourselves as individuals but um I know one day when we're blessed enough to have kids of our own like I'm just going to want to pour into them Mm -hmm. and make sure that there's not a day that goes by that they ever question whether or not who they are just as a human being is, is, um, is worthy enough. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you've gotten that for yourself now. Now. And my relationship with my dad is incredible. Um, yeah. so also getting to a place to where my sexuality is not even a question with mm-hmm. him has been very healing for me. Mm. I, you know, I know that a lot of people don't get that opportunity with their parents once they've, turned their back on him but um it's been a beautiful thing with my dad he uh and and my stepmom both Mm -hmm. they're just um they're just in a place where now they even introduce us to people like in our small southern town as you know Danae and her wife and I'm like damn dad that was bold like like (laughs) like for real you know like that is a bold thing because Mm -hmm. he knows when he does that it's going to make them uncomfortable and it's gonna make you feel so yes and he doesn't he doesn't care my Mm -hmm. dad's just like whatever like your dad sounds cool he's a he's a great (laughs) funny man he's (laughs) he's a funny guy 
I love what you just said about going into a room and getting like enjoying comedy. That just really hit for me. Mm-hmm. I hope I remember that because mm-hmm. that's just wonderful. Yeah. When you have a <clears throat> God given gift of it. Yeah. So just be in like be in the moment, you know, because like you were put on this earth to do it, you know, and when 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 you're flowing and in a state of flow, <laughs> you know, but when you're in a state of flow and you're not second guessing yourself, yeah. just know, I mean, this is what God put you on this earth to do. And the, the trauma in your life, um, unfortunately I do think a lot, a lot of funny people go through a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you're going to be able to heal so many people and just be in that flow state without, without ever even real, like second guessing the fact whether or not like, Amber was supposed to be doing this or not. Like, this is your shit, Aww, you know? That's beautiful. And people, you naturally can walk into a room just like you did over mm-hmm. there at Eighth and Roast with me. Like, you mm-hmm. just walk into the room and just, boom, just lights up. You are so wonderful. <laughs> you are so wonderful. <laughs> you, I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes, you went. <laughs> it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> Um, I want to ask about the OCD. Yeah. Do you still have OCD? With very weird things that I'm ashamed (laughs) to talk about, but we'll talk about them. Um, Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) hygiene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot stand, I'm just going to be judgmental for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cannot stand when people get off an airplane and then come sit on my couch. Um, it's real bad. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you guys this, um, but yeah, when people get off an airplane and then come sit on the couch, I literally have to go into another room and pretend like I'm doing something because <laughs> the whole time I would just be like. <laughs> and during COVID, it was so bad. Mandy's mom would come and fly from California to Austin. <laughs> And Mandy's mother, we love her and adore her. She's got a little hippie in her. She would take that mask off and just plop right on that couch. And I would just be like, <sighs> um, and I get fixated on it. Mm-hmm. My thing is I get fixated on one particular topic for about 14 to 16 days. Oh, yeah. And I get so fixated on it that, like, honest to God, it'll consume my thoughts half my day. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, it'll just, like, as soon as I open, like, literally as soon as I open my eyes, if I'm fixated in that moment, like, for that sin of time, it'll, as soon as I open my eyes, my brain says, you have to think about this now. Mm -hmm. So it's more of the obsessive part. The Mm -hmm. compulsive part with, like, touching things doesn't bother me anymore. Um, the only, the only compulsive thing I have is this weird thing I do with my fingers when, um, I'm watching movies and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's like a soothing thing, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the obsessive Mm -hmm. thoughts that my brain just has to run its course for about two weeks and then, yeah. And then it leaves. Yeah. And then I'm on to the next thing to obsess about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, go ahead, Melanie. Well, what ends the cycle? I think when I finally get to either some sort of comforting thought or some sort of resolution Mm -hmm. to where my brain can now say, okay, this is no longer as big of a problem as you need it to be. Let's now go Mm -hmm. find another one. Mm. So yeah, it's Mm. just, it's just like a, 
I, I think I honestly, I think I'll, I'll live with that for the rest of my life. Mm-mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love to, I love to dissect that. Sorry, I'm just like, Melanie's like, oh, child, no, 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 no. <laughs> child, no, <laughs> no. That, that is not a permanent. That is a misunderstanding. I okay, think of a lot of people that OCD is just something you have to figure out how to live with. Huh. That's what I think for just from a trauma perspective, everything is a symptom. Mm. And when you can deal with what's underneath, you're, that's a coping thing. Your mm. brain's needing to do that. And OCD is a neurological like thing, but your belief is that something wrong with you. It's a misfiring in the nervous system in the brain. Mm. And so with brain spotting is what I use, but you can. I've heard of that. Yeah. So you can, the, the thought of what wire or what fires together, wires together. That's why OCD works so well and stays in a loop all the time. So oh you God. work to fire the, the fear that it's based in with a more pleasurable thought. And so it's interesting when you, when you, I said, what stops the loop? And you said, when my brain finds something, mm. a resolution or something yeah. that in it, more of a positive thing around it, that it loops. So, yes. So when you fire those together, it's learning to do that versus. I just, just need to find it on day one, not day fifteen. Yes. So, I'll, yeah. well, I'll, you can process the. There's rooted stuff. You can process that we to need, where it won't. It won't be a thing anymore. Oh. I may have to cheat on my therapist with you. <laughs> I may, Dude, come here, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously though, I and I'm not just saying this because I love her, but like this this is her office, her therapy office, and it has become like an open mic. There are so many comedians here. <laughs> it's like this is session one. Oh Lord. No, I like seriously, I feel weird saying this in front of the whole audience, but I would love to come see you no. because that was a beautiful way to explain it. I, I honestly, even through therapy, and I don't think that they've like come out and just said, you're learning to live with it, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, and that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I said it so candidly. I literally was like, well, I'll just learn to live with it. Cause most, most of the things I obsess about mm-hmm. are things that when I get obsessed about them can turn into being productive. Mm-hmm. So I also think it like latches on to the fact that I'm very um perfectionist, mm-hmm. A type, Enneagram eight, I think is what three. Maybe it says three. <laughs> three and eight, maybe. Um but yeah, so if I had yeah. to guess some of that jittery stuff in mm-hmm. there. That's trauma. Mm. Oh, well, it comes out every Well, just like when you said you're like uh, the brain needed somewhere else to focus when this all started, it still was working that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wow. just you've emptied out some of it, which is good, but like uproot it. Yeah. And, I'd like to just get rid go. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd say that's so goofy, but I would. I would like to just get rid of it because anytime, anytime I talk about it, it doesn't matter if I'm just talking about it with Mandy. Anytime I talk about it, mm-hmm. my central nervous system is just like, mm-hmm. and I'm like the whole time I'm like, like pinching my palm because I'm like, I really hope they can't. You know, mm. see if you can. When that happens, let it shake. Yeah, shake your whole body, get up and move around because yeah. that's that's what it's trying to do. Is that's mm. how we we sh- like if you see animals like I'm a dog, dog person, but if you ever see them just shake and it goes all the way down, that's extra energy they shake off. Mm. I love they don't that. hold it in, and so I mean that's I will just like 
walk around shaking after like a, a tough session or something because mm-hmm. I pick up energy. Totally. Like I can feel a ton of energy in this room. Right. And it's shake it out. Like that's how animals do it and it's how we do it too. But we hold it. Yeah. In. Let's out work with clients sometimes and they're just, you can tell they're just like trying to hold everything in. And I'm just like, let's jump yeah. around a little bit. Let's move yeah. around, like let it out. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird because it never comes into play in like, like any other conversations, mm-hmm. obviously it's, it's the ones that are deep, like so deep rooted. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting to know. Mm-hmm. I'm serious about meeting you. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> just don't tell anybody what time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Brain spotting is so good, man. I keep hearing about I it. Love it. It's so good. Yeah. I keep hearing about it. I, um, I've also had some uh, brain injuries. So I love learning about the brain right. just through softball. Mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy. Like I didn't have a horse mm-hmm. kick me or anything like that, but <laughs> oh, no. just through softball. Yeah. <laughs> just had a softball hit you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, a girl's knee and then a girl's head hit my jaw. Oh, God. So technically I really couldn't give a blow job because my jaw <laughs> is fucked up. So it's, it's slanted. Um, <laughs> So, which sounds fun, but it's not. You yeah, don't he, want a slanted one. You don't want a slanted one. You're like, we're halfway there. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm sad about this, but we're coming to the end. Mm. But it's just the beginning. No, Amen. 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 Oh, did, I want to say, I feel like I'm home a little bit because I'm from Alabama too, and your accent. Oh. <laughs> Just makes me feel at home. Warm hug. <laughs> I love it. I, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I love it. For a long time, I tried to change it, but don't, please don't. It's like, okay. um, well, I'm not going to make that joke, but it stays around <laughs> for a long time. It just never leaves. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like say the jokes. <laughs> we don't want to single anybody out in here because there's like a one in eight chance somebody oh, has it. Yeah, got you. Got I'm you. Trying to be empathetic I'm to with people. You now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you guys so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. You're the best. No, mm-hmm. you guys are the best. <laughs> I'm serious. Y'all have such a beautiful dynamic with one another. Very easy to talk to. Mm. I can tell that you guys off air genuinely adore each other. Yes. Oh man. You I do. cry when I think about her in my life for sure. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> she meant that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um I want to ask, what is something that you do for you that's just like, mm, makes you in your good feels? I'm going to find a way to say that. That's just a clear <laughs> sentence one mm. day. <laughs> <laughs> makes and me in my good feels. I don't know if you've ever said it in a point, just a straight up sentence. There's always something to it. <laughs> what do I like to do that puts me in my good feels? <laughs> that's appropriate for an audience? <laughs> um, I feel it's all just open <laughs> range right now. <laughs> um, okay. I have two things. Mm-hmm. One is kind of boring. It's on the healthy side. But we recently got a sauna, and I'm telling oh. y'all, it is it it has helped me so much. I will get in that thing. I will crank that bitch up to 130, and I will yeah. sit in there for 30 minutes. And I just feel so, like, relaxed mm-hmm. when I get out of there. Especially if I like go in it with a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, that really helps. 
But the thing that I do um, for fun, I would say right now, this is, a, this is weird, but it brings mm-hmm. me a lot of joy. So Mandy recently got a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was in the cards for 2024. Um, we love it, though. We're so excited. Mm-hmm. But going to the barn and just like being around mm-hmm. animals, yes. I did not realize until like last year how much I love animals mm-hmm. um like there's goats at this farm there, it's like an old mcdonald had a farm type situation <laughs> there's everything and i love just being in nature putting my leaving my phone in the truck and when i get out just watching my wife brush her horse mm. and just like watch the simplest things like just watching her brush her horse or tack him up or ride him or pet the goats or whatever i just love getting back to the things that made me happy as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. getting away from technology and just getting back outside in the sunshine and yeah. amongst nature. So that's awesome. I would mm-hmm. say those two things right now are honestly my feel good things. So those are good. Thank um, you. And then where can people find you? Oh. <laughs> Apparently in her office next week. On Instagram, Danae, D-A-N-A-E. Hayes, H-A-Y-S. And then uh, I'm on TikTok and same thing, Danae Hayes. And I think that's, those are my, my big ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we have a podcast as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Um, are you allowed to talk about other people's yes! podcasts? <laughs> yes. I, I felt like I was crossing a path there for a minute. <laughs> Um, uh, we're just gonna dub it over and say I'm fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) no of course plug it please it's called the refined and rowdy show and obviously I'm the refined one so (laughs) (laughs) but my wife and I we we host it together it's it's uh every week so oh beautiful yeah perfect I love that speaking of podcasts thank you guys again so much Mm -hmm. thank you so much I'm so excited I have one thing I want to say. Oh, yeah. That, and I can't believe my brain remembers it because it, I forget stuff quick. But when you were talking about how helpful your partner has been for you, um, and this has come up in conversations recently and other ones I've been a part of, of that thought that we can only love ourselves or we can only feel loved by others as much as we've, the extent that we love ourselves. Who mm. all's heard that? right I think it's bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is the perfect Mm. example of why because sometimes people can love us um, at certain times more than we can love ourselves, and that gives us permission whether that is your family your best friends your partner your podcast co-host yeah it's been I just I feel like we need to talk about that more because we just we hear those things and we operate from them like they are truth and they're not. I'm so glad you said that. It, the the same thing with um with where you want to go in life. You know, if you can only think where if you can only think as far as where you are in this current state, mm-hmm. there's there's no ability for growth. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is one thing that I've really had to learn over these last four years is the ability to immerse yourself into the person that you want to become Mm -hmm. and spending time in what that person is feeling while she's healed, feeling Mm -hmm. what she feels like to be loved, feeling what she feels Mm -hmm. like 
to love herself and to feel unashamed and unapologetically her, Mm. being able to, to, to immerse yourself in that, in that feeling. So I'm a huge, huge advocate for visualization and manifestation, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know there's a lot of woo woo stuff uh, people think about with that, but it's actually really scientific. 100%. (laughs) And if you haven't read the book, breaking the habit of being yourself, it was my first read when it came in that department and it was life-changing for me. It's all about neurological pathways and, (laughs) um, it is, I can't even, I can't do it justice, but, uh, it really honed in on the power of manifestation and putting yourself mentally into where you want to go, not limiting yourself of, of where you are currently. So mm-hmm. that's all, that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Thank you, Danae. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank um, Thanks for celebrating with us. Yeah. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you guys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Give it up for and Danae Hayes, you guys. And I think now we're going to do a mini little question sesh. No cues? How did you guys meet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Melanie, I had this idea for a podcast um, because comedians, I'm always around comedians who are sad and depressed. I'm like, bro, we need to be around, we need to be in therapy, all of us. So I was like, why? Let me, I want to like have a co-host that's a trauma therapist. So I just Googled trauma therapist Nashville and that <laughs> is the title for business. <laughs> it wasn't because I was so awesome and good. <laughs> well, it turns out you are, thank God, um, that you're well, legit. <laughs> but you, you talked to another therapist too. Did I? Oh, I did talk to another therapist. She's been a guest on here. She was a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... There's it a, happens the no way it's supposed to. Yes. But it's funny because I thought that she was asking me to be like on an episode of her podcast. And I was like, so we're going to meet every week. And she's like, oh. I'm like, wait, so you want me to co-host this with you? Yeah, dog. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Because it's a good idea. It's, um, I mean, we all, laughter is, it's medicine, but it's also, as I've learned more and more with the comedians of learning it, it it's a process. It's part of your, your skill and like what you do as a comedian. Yeah. And I think, I truly think comedians that have not done their work aren't that funny. Mm. I might get a lot of flack for that, but no. I, can, I can tell watching cause I, I go to more shows now mm-hmm. and then I just, I see people and you can just tell you can tell Danae has worked through a lot of her stuff by the way she can talk about it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She can manage the stuff that comes up even while she's talking about it. And so you can That's just. That's so real. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you, I mean, I know more of your story, so I can, and I see you in your shows, and there's just some. You know, if you've ever seen a comedian, you feel nervous for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like while you're watching him, you feel a little nervous, like. Oh, I don't know if that's going to hit or not. Never felt like that watching her. <laughs> but that's normally where, I don't know, that's yeah. how I pick it up until they're kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it is a, it's a craft and important, but yeah. So is what you do. Isn't she great? Doesn't she offer such great insight? <laughs> She's wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. You, what? Oh, you got some. Yeah. Oh. What's up? You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't tell me. <laughs> Allison asks what your favorite quirk is about each other. Oh. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Oh, I gotta think for a second. Oh, I have it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, there's so many. You're such a wonderful person. I have a lot of quirks. No. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay. okay. There's so many wonderful things about you. <laughs> I think. I think my favorite thing about you is you have you'll get this um childlike excitement about you about things that are I don't want to say simple but like you, it can your excitement your childlike excitement can spark at like we'll just be having a conversation and be like you have to see this plant and it's just like I'm like oh yeah and then it becomes show and tell yeah <laughs> and I'm a plant mom. <laughs> you're wonderful. And it's not not in a bad way, but like you're you're not really concerned if people are gonna take that journey with you. You're like, I'm <laughs> You're being so nice about this. You'd be like, isn't it great? And I'm like, yeah, and you're like, it's just so great. <laughs> and I, I just love watching that. I love being around it because it's I don't know. I don't know anybody else in my life that I can think of right now that that gets excited Aww. like that, that has that like childlike, like, look at this. And it's beautiful. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, what came to mind for your hands? When you talk with your hands, <laughs> and you do all this all the time. <laughs> and then when we get excited about things, we go, hmm. <laughs> and I love it. And your nails are always done. So oh, fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's no, but I, I could say a bunch of sweet things, but quirk, if we kept it in quirks, I guess that's a quirk. Mm. So I like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I love your dancing. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, keep going. I would say... <laughs> no, you have childlike energy, too. I think that's why we get along. That, yes. Because we just... But this isn't like a show we're putting on for y'all. This is what it's like, but in my house. Like, mm -hmm. our, our studio is in my house. And so we don't have the laughter tracks that y'all are providing, <laughs> but it really is. We get to do this every week, and it's really, really fun. It really um, is. And I, know, I wrote about this in a post a while back, but it's this came around at a time when I needed to like learn to laugh again because I have a very serious job. Mm -hmm. um, but my dad had passed away, and then I met you, and her dad had passed away, and so we we connected in that, and you. You have the ability to go so deep in yourself and be that serious, um, deep person. But then you can, the laughter, you're like a perfect mix of it. And so it just, it helps, helped bring that part of me back again. So thank you. It's been fun. I'm yeah, so I get to hang out with her every week. That's how I feel about you. Mm. <laughs> I love you. That's funny. Okay. Anything else? This is Kaylee, our producer. Yeah, give it up for Kaylee. Uh, <laughs> she keeps us on track. <laughs> and we're embarrassing her. <laughs> okay, what has been your favorite part of recording over the last year? Like, yeah. your biggest <sighs> takeaway, biggest growth moment, favorite moment? Recording. Ask that again. <laughs> Over the last year, uh -huh. <laughs> what's been your favorite moment or biggest aha, ta-da, whatever, mm -hmm. like, growth moment or just takeaway from spending mm -hmm. this time together so 
so many weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, tonight's pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You know, tonight's pretty. I'm so glad that you guys are here and that we're mm-hmm. like, this is really. I'm so grateful to you. This is so cool. You know, know. <laughs> doesn't feel like it's been a year. So this, this banging. Yeah. I'd say my favorite though is that every week, like I do comedy full time, right? So like before shows. I'm a little, I got the flutters. I'm thinking about my jokes. I'm like, okay, and there's this, and I got to say this, and da, da, da. But every week with this, there's no, there's none of that. It's mm-hmm. very much like, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to learn some stuff. I'm going to cry. I'm going to laugh. And I'm just going to be able to relax mm-hmm. and be loved mm-hmm. and, and be able to love. Yeah. And it's like a little, it's like a little float session, you know? <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, she may walk in and be like. We both have looks on our faces. Like, how's your day? I'm great. How are yeah. you? <laughs> and it's like, you go to the gym, you dread it, dread it, and then you feel really good after. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and we will literally, we when do we normally wrap? 8.30, mm-hmm. at, you know, at night. But multiple times she's left around midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, because we just end up talking. So it's, um, the friendship would be the biggest thing taken away. Yeah. Damn. That's, <laughs> damn. That's good. <laughs> I'm like, me, 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 me. <laughs> no, you're so right. You're so right. Because we have deep conversations. <laughs> we do. But we laugh, too. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. It's it hard is. to get a mix of those because a lot of times it's either someone can't really go deep or sometimes I'm probably one of those friends that always talks about deep stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's teaching me how to just be a mix, a good fun, mm-hmm. fun side. I'm learning my fun side. And she... You help with that. I love you. I love you, too. I want to say, uh, this is, if if anybody is looking for therapy, <laughs> you found it here. Um, this is Melanie's practice. It's so great. I go here, a lot of other people, and I'm just like, this has been some of the best therapy I've ever had. So, And I'll clarify, I'm not Amber's therapist. <laughs> yes. Or any other members that are people that have been on the podcast. I'm not their therapist. But I have a lovely group of therapists here that... Um, that, that kind of support the, com- the comedy community truly, here. Truly, <laughs> truly. Which we're happy to do. So yeah. thank y'all for being here. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. You're so wonderful. Yeah. I th- oh, well, we oh, yes. Do you want to tell them where to find you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They- you are so good at what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's her job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Hello, my name is Amber Autry. Uh, you can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. That's A M B E R A U T R Y Comedy. C O M E D Y. Yeah, please like follow the podcast. And I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Grubhub, LinkedIn. <laughs> Literally any app, I'm on it. Okay? <laughs> so. Oh, and I also, yes, I also want to say, I want to say, April 30th, I'm headlining Zanies Nashville. Yes. Mm-hmm. So please come out and see. Tickets are on sale now. So we'll yeah, have yeah. a reunion. Yeah. Everybody come. We'll all hang out. Um, and then do you want to say where? Oh, yeah. I'm Melanie. Trauma Therapy in Nashville. Only on a few platforms, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I want to add one more thing. I hate being on camera. And so this is like going to be a big deal for me to sit here. So I have to like, and that's when we first started recording. I opened up Instagram and see a reel with me on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and about that died. It was like, Amber, can you not post? Mm-hmm. Don't include me in videos for a little bit. I need to work on work through this. <laughs> I'm like, you're you're half the podcast, but yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. I worked, I worked through it. You did, and so it's that's been a helpful thing. Um, now you're like, get me reels so I can post them on my. Well, I was Instagram. like, can you cut some reels from what you mm-hmm. video when we do this? Yeah, <laughs> it's like if I look at the camera or I, I'm like, I freeze. So, yeah. Anyway, it's fun, and that's been good too. Bro, yeah. Thanks. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you guys right. so much. Yeah. Thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. My name is Amber Autry. I'm a comedian based here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And I am Melanie Reese. I'm a trauma therapist here in Nashville. You can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. We really appreciate you listening so much. And if you want to give a little extra for free, make sure you're liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends, talking about it to literally everyone you see, because it helps so much. And we're so grateful for the extra effort. And if you like what you're hearing and you want some bonus material, that includes interviews with other practitioners and all the juicy stuff that Amber and I talk about that doesn't go into the normal podcast. Um, We'd love to have you subscribe. You can find the link in our bio and $5 a month. You can do it. Thank you. Thanks.